You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. And if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, I hope you'll do that. And be sure to hit that like button. That helps us out tremendously. Puts us in front of more people when you do that. So I appreciate you helping me with that. All right, Proverbs 20:27. We're talking about guidance. I'm calling this the lamp of the Lord. And I'm using the Jerusalem uh, translation of the scripture to um, anchor our text. Man's spirit is the lamp of Yahweh, or of the Lord, searching his deepest self. In other words, God uses your spirit with his Holy Spirit to guide you. Now, I talked about three inward methods. There are three that the scripture speaks of. There is the inward witness The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. All right, that's one. There's an inward witness. There is an inward voice. God speaks to us inside, not audibly. Now, He can use an audible voice, but most of the time nowadays when we do hear a voice, but you don't try to hear a voice, let that come. That will come, and when it does come, it's not something that you can manufacture and uh, so you don't try to hear voices. You do wait to hear inward witnesses. You pray to try to, to receive a witness. That's something that you will not be wrong in. But when you go and try to hear voices, there's a very good chance that you may manufacture something or be deceived. So you don't try to make voices happen. Let them come to you. And then the third level of receiving instruction from God inwardly is through inward perception. And we have an ability by God to perceive the will of God and the plan of God. And it's often confused with having a vision because they're similar. In a vision you see things about the Lord. You see symbolic things. Uh, Usually when God does give a vision it's highly symbolic. Uh, perception can be symbolic, but but really it's more of an understanding of God's plan. Just because you see something then doesn't mean you have had a vision. So I'm going to show you the difference. And you can see it right here in one chapter, and, and, and I could probably find other places in the New Testament where the same thing happens, but this is the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River with John the Baptist. So let me read John 1.29. The next day, John sees Jesus coming unto him and says, Behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me, and I knew him not. But that he should be made manifest to Israel, therefore am I come baptizing with water. And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode on him. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said to me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bare record that this is the Son of God. John said, I had a vision. He's describing to you the vision. And he heard a voice that came with that vision saying, watch and the person that you see that the Spirit comes and descends and rests on and remains on, he is the one. 
And so John explains that vision. Now, here we are in the same chapter. And this is Jesus beginning his ministry. So here we go. John 1, 43. The day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee and finds Philip and says to him, follow me. Now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip finds Nathanael and said to him, We have found him, of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? In other words, he was saying, I thought the Messiah was supposed to come from Bethlehem. Philip said to him, Come and see. And so Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him. Nathanael's a thinker. Not all of Christ's followers are thinkers, but Nathanael's a thinker. Some of us are more prone to be feelers. Nathanael is a thinker. So he saw Nathanael coming to him and saith of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom is no guile. In other words, I can tell you this, Nathaniel was a guy who didn't tolerate monkey business. He was one of those no-nonsense guys. He was known for his honesty. He was known for his integrity. And Jesus read him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom is no guile. Nathaniel said unto him, How do you know me? Whence knowest me? And he said unto him, Before Philip called you when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. And Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, you believe? Behold, you will see greater things than these. And so uh, Jesus uh, operates in this revelation. And he had the ability to see things. It wasn't so much a vision as it was an inward revelation. He saw into the future, and he saw this guy, Nathaniel, and he knew it was coming. And I don't think it was a vision. I think it was an inward revelation. He is sensing something. Now, John actually saw a vision. It was very visual and so forth. Jesus, what he is having here is a sense, an inward revelation. And they are very, very similar. Here's the inward revelation. Here's the vision. And the vision is just a little higher revelation. So we do have these inward perceptions that come from time to time. Like I said, Paul saw that this man who was listening to him preaching, he saw that the man had faith. How did he know? He could just see it. He just knew it. He saw it in him. And so uh, this is how God leads with this perception. And uh, it, it is a, 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 a work of the Holy Spirit. It's very difficult to explain, but it's very, very real. And I think we've had it happen more than we realize. Sometimes we didn't know what to call it. Uh, i got to tell you a story how, how this affected me. When I began my traveling ministry, I had a real struggle with money. I assumed that people would fall in love with my plan to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to kids all over America. I was going to do a kids TV show. I was writing curriculum for kids. And, and I got to tell you, but people were positive toward me, but there was no support. And, and I thought, God, what's wrong with me? Because when we would take offerings, my, my, I, people would shout and pray, the pastors would take offerings, and you think, 
we're, it's going to be a record. It's going to be a record. We're going to get all the money we need to publish this curriculum. We're going to get it in one offering. I needed $50,000. And I thought, man, it's all going to come in in one night. The offering was 1300 bucks. Now, that's respectable, but it was not nearly what I needed. Uh, we took one more offering there at the church, and it was $1,700, $3,000 toward the 50 that I needed. And I was brokenhearted. I said, God, how am I going to do this? How can I possibly launch my ministry and do these things you call me to do when this is how people give toward what we do? Because they just didn't give toward it. And, and no matter where I went, it wasn't just my home church. It was everywhere I went. Every church I went to. I had pastors give me checks after I preached, and they said, I don't understand this. This is a mystery to me. You did my church more good than any other speaker I've ever had come. You left more of a deposit here. And yet the offering is nothing. And he said, I don't understand it. And one pastor, thank God he did it. He took it upon himself to pray. And before he gave me the check, he, he handed me that check and he said, Willie, I don't know what it is, but God is going to show you something about your money that you're going to need to know before you go off and do everything you got to do. And so I took that and I went with it. I began to pray. I said, God, what is it? What is it I need to see? And God showed me, you're never going to get the offerings for kids' ministry. You'll never get the offerings to do what you need to do. And I didn't. I never did get the offerings. I got products, and God showed me that. I saw that. I saw in the Spirit that parents love to buy things for their children. And if I would create products that would teach kids the Word of God, videos, cassette tapes with bedtime stories, coloring books, T-shirts, things like that, that parents could use to teach their children. When I put those things out there, they sold like crazy. And that's how I paid the bills. But I went for the longest time without seeing that. And, and it almost crippled me. It almost caused me to give up and quit. But I had to perceive this, and God turned the light on for me, and he showed me. This is why you cannot relate to an adult minister who travels around, even though you both travel and you both go to different churches. He, the way they are received is totally different than the way you received as a children's minister. And I can show you this. Look at your state. What kind of money goes to the elementary schools compared to the colleges and the universities? It's just that simple. When people give toward kids-related things, they give the pennies, the nickels, the dimes, the quarters. They don't give the big bucks to the kids' things. The older you are, the more money that it draws. It's just that way. And you may not like it. You may think it's wrong, but you're not going to change it. And so what God gave me was a plan that worked even better. Now, I remember in the late 80s, there were two televangelist scandals that hit the body of Christ. Now, I was on TV. I had a nationally broadcast TV show. 50% of the Christian ministers on TV lost their programs during that time. We were never affected. <laughs> Let me tell you why. I wasn't getting any offering money anyway. Nobody gave me anything. 
we made our money with sales of products, and, and it didn't dip at all. We didn't see anything hit us because of those scandals. And so God gave me something that was totally different, but I had to perceive it or see it in order to get it established. And that's the beauty of being able to see spiritual things. So let me go back over. There is the inward witness, there is the inward voice, and there is inward perception. And those are the three most common forms of leading by the Holy Spirit that He will give you. All right, that's all the time that we've got for today, but we'll pick up here next week. Thank you for joining. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.